Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Bells in My Heart by Grace V. Schillinger To really know the spirit of Christmas, my mom always said, you have to hear it. Hear it? I asked. I was 12 that year, and I was just learning some of the true meaning of growing up, of being an adult instead of a child. Mom was always saying these strange things to me, things I wanted to understand but couldn't seem to. How can you hear the spirit of Christmas? I persisted. By being very still, Mom said, as it says in the Bible, and listening for God's voice when He tells you what to do. When you really hear the spirit of Christmas, you'll know. Well, the days went on. All the girls and boys at school were getting excited about all kinds of things. New clothes for the holidays, the good food they would eat at Christmas, gifts they were wishing for. I had my own wishes, too. Money was scarce at our house that winter. Why couldn't my dad make enough money just once so that we could really splurge as some of my friends' parents did? But no, it was never that way at our house. Mom always made most of our gifts, and they were mostly things we needed, never things we just wanted. We had to need them. My two sisters and one brother wanted sleds so much that year. We all talked about it. We said that if we could get even one sled, we would be happy. We were sure we'd receive some new clothes to wear. Mom was sewing as fast as our old sewing machine would pedal every night after we went to bed. Then came the week before Christmas. It seemed as if the days at school were so long. Judging by the talk we heard, we thought nearly everybody was going to get a new sled for Christmas. It would be such fun. Our little town was built on hills, some of them big and steep, some gently sloping, but all wonderful for coasting. Three days before Christmas, when we walked into the house after school, we saw a big cardboard box on the kitchen table. Mom had the biggest smile on her face as she wrapped and put in the box different kinds of food and baked goods she had made. What are you going to do with this box of stuff, I asked. I knew already. She did this every year. I want you children to take it to our special family before supper. The little smile crinkles made her eyes almost close. It was her idea to call some unlucky family our special family. Now, if Mom and Dad would just keep all their money and their food and other things, I thought, they'd have plenty to buy us a sled. All the way over to the special family's house, we fussed about taking the things. No sense in this, we all said, but we tried to act real cheerful when we gave the box to the special family. Up until Christmas Eve, I still hadn't heard any bells, those bells Mom said I would hear if I had the true spirit of Christmas inside me. I was too worried about that sled. We went to the Christmas Eve service at the church, and I did my very best to hear them. But they didn't ring. Not then. Just before we told Dad and Mom good night, a knock came on the front door of our old house. When Dad opened it, a neighbor stood there. I didn't know where else to go, she said, and her voice sounded full of tears. I just didn't know what to do. Right then, Dad told her to come inside. She started to cry real soft, you know, the way big folks cry. She told us that she didn't have a single toy to give her two children. Oh, she did have some clothes, she said, but at Christmas she wanted to give them more than just clothes. I thought at the time she had surely come to the wrong house to tell her troubles, but I was wrong. I believe we can help you a little, I heard my dad say, and his voice sounded almost teary too. 
I'm right handy with a hammer and a saw. I've been making toys while our youngsters were at school. It just so happens that I made a few extra things. My two sisters and my brother and I watched Dad go out the back door. Be back in a jiffy, he called, and now his voice didn't sound teary at all. It sounded like laughing. He carried in from his workshop an armload of brightly painted toys, all wooden things, wonderful-looking toys. There were hobby horses with manes and foretops of black and red yarn. There were big blocks painted in bright colors. On his second trip to the workshop, he brought in two sleds. They were made of wood, too, but they had strips of iron fastened on the runners. Now, we'll just divide some of these toys, Mom said. She and Dad began setting aside a pile for the two neighbor children and a stack for us. Of course, these two sleds are for our four children, Dad said. They've been wanting sleds for a long time. I saw Dad look at Mom. Both smiled, some sort of a mother and Dad secret smile. Suddenly, I heard something. Or maybe I just thought I heard it. It sounded like a bell of some kind, tinkly and low, as if it were way off at the other edge of town. I opened the back door and listened closely. No bell was ringing, but inside I felt warm and Christmassy. I knew what we kids had to do. Let's give one of the sleds to them, I whispered to my two sisters and my brother. They all nodded yes, and we picked up one of those sleds and handed it to the woman. Later that night, when we were all in bed and I felt drowsy, I did hear some bells way downtown somewhere. But the one that made me happiest was the little tinkly one ringing loud and clear in my heart. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.